Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 107 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. It's brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all. They could be doing it all for you. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree's got a bunch of acts in town over the next couple of months, including Nazareth, the Little River Band, and Steve Earle and the Dukes. You can text us at 630-634 Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter at Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you along with Mark Spector. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing Fridays and Saturdays at Northlands Park. Uh, we will have Corey Leyland coming up. He's the uh, American head coach for the upcoming Holinka Gretzky tournament, which will take place in two weeks. And Dave Campbell, Eskimos analyst at 145 to preview the Eskimos game against the Owls, where we may see one Johnny Manziel. Very quickly, Spec, just before we go to uh, uh, a couple other topics. Uh, Jay says, give me a break. Baseball writers are some of the biggest hypocrites in sports history. They applauded players like Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa. Uh, while they were saving baseball from the brink of irrelevancy, then pretty much disavowing them after the fact when it becomes time to vote for an induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Quit wasting my time with that garbage. And uh, yeah, I don't really get that, Bob. Okay. Like, at the time they were hitting those home runs, even though we some suspected steroid use, it was not... Okay. A known fact. Later on, it becomes a known fact. I think one is allowed to change their tact. Don't you think so? Uh, yes. That would be under the heading of innocent until proven guilty. Sure. I mean, is there a comparable to a lesser extent with Tiger Woods? That we liked him a lot until he had his until he personal found, issues, and now you're free not to like him as much. Is that kind of what you're saying? I actually think a lot of people are cheering for him to see him win. If oh, he I, can, I cheered for him on uh, Sunday. So did I. But I agree with that, though. Like, don't don't you know? We all uh, let's say you love Tiger Woods, and then Tiger Woods went through what he went through in his personal life. You're free to change your opinion on Tiger. That's yeah. that's fair. Yeah. It doesn't make you a hypocrite because you change your mind, right? 
And, and I even that, I mean, these steroid things, that, that's a, you know, they were clearly a guy like Mark McGuire, right, yeah. was clearly found guilty of cheating. Period. New paragraph. Now, has Barry Bronze been, oh, obviously, the whole... No, he was never actually found guilty of cheating. He just he just was in, uh, ensnared in that whole Balco thing. Right. And as was Marion Jones. And is... And it was pretty clear. Why are you dealing with Balco? All Balco ever did was make designer steroids. Right. That makes your head go I was going to say, he like went... Like Grinch's heart. Right. He, he went from <laughs> having a normal-sized head to the size right. of a horse. Like, so, it was so obvious yeah. to people that Barry Bonds did steroids that it's just it's and not the, even the, a question. You know, the scary thing is, he like... Well, Ken Griffey Jr. Now, there is a guy that people, you know, why hasn't all these other guys have improved as they've gotten later in age? Why? Because he was, a, I mean, he's a surefire Hall of Famer, too. But he was never, never seen as being a steroid guy, right? No. And he, so you know what? Ken Griffey Jr. played center field. There, he's a better version of what Dale Murphy was. Yeah, he's, there's a real excellent comparable there. Right. Just two natural talents. Does Bo Jackson fit in on this? Even though he didn't have the career in baseball right, that those of it, well, two guys I, had. I mean, I would say Bo Jackson Bo was, was natural. He was, he was probably the most freakish athlete we've ever seen. Right. I mean... And if that guy came along today, we would all be hunting for steroids. Right. Or something for him. Or something. And he was just that good. He was just that As good. As Charles Barkley once said when they were both at Auburn, mm-hmm. Bo... Stay out of the gym. I don't need you being the best basketball player, too. So, yeah. <laughs> right? Because he could pretty much, you know. That's well spoken. When you're a Heisman Trophy winner and an all star in baseball and the state decathlon champion. Yeah. Right. And who's the best athlete at the track meet, right? Is a decathlete. Right. So he was, there you go. He was pretty amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got, a, I'm a big Bo Jackson guy, you know that. Yeah. And I'm big Dale Murphy guy, and I like Ken Griffey Jr. You know what? I was never really a, I was never a Babo guy. I was never a Barry Bonds guy. So back in the day. Brother, if you ever got a chance to interview him, you'd be less of a Barry Bonds yeah. guy. <laughs> I can tell you that from firsthand experience. All right. Uh, now, conversely, yes. two guys that were always there for the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, I know when the Sedins retired, I mentioned the Sedins and Jerome McGinley for me were the three guys uh, with opposition organizations, even though they were better than Edmonton for many of those years that I thoroughly admired for their class. It's all been made official. Again, retires officially as a flame on Monday. Yeah, Second greatest player to come out of uh, the Edmonton region of all time next to Mark Meske. For me, okay. Jerome McGinley is number two. That's uh, fair. Okay. Well, St. Albertans, I might yes. add. Yeah, well, must be something out there. Uh, what a terrific player and what a great guy. Oh, everything. Like, it was all there, right? In fact, those of us in the media who knew his grandfather, Rick Shuchard. Do you ever know Rick? No, I did not know Rick. He was a radio man out in St. Albert. He was also a great guy. But uh, you know what? For me, I was on Toronto Radio this morning and, and, and probably... Try, you know, you always like to raise some eyebrows in Toronto. I said, I'll tell you what. You know how good Wendell Clark was? Jerome McGinley was better. Right, not Jerome even, McGinley, not even not close. Even close. Right. Jerome McGinley could shoot it. Jerome McGinley could pass it. Jerome McGinley could beat you up if you needed beaten up. Right, he'd take the puck away from you with physical play. He'd make a, a deft skill play. He could skate. Like you f- go out and find the thing for me that Jerome McGinley couldn't do. Right, you know, six hundred and twenty-five goals, six hundred and seventy-five assists. That's thirteen hundred points in like fifteen hundred and fifty games or something. Are you telling me people in Toronto actually thought Wendell Clark was? A- I'm not saying. That, but I'll bet you that I, I'm on now. Now we're talking to Jeff Blair this morning on the Fan 590, sure. and the guy driving his taxi in Toronto who just assumes that Wendell Clark's the best player ever because that's what everybody's always told him. Right. Uh, I was sort of the guy from the West who I'm here to tell.
tell you. Joe McGinn was close. Wendell Clark times three. <laughs> was Wendell Clark ever an impactful player for Canada at an international level? No, right. He right. wasn't. Like, and Gerald McGinley was a big... Won two Olympic gold medals. Yes, and made big plays in both the 2002 and the 2010 and I don't know if Brendan, we always do this to Brendan, so let's keep doing it. A little last one before he leaves us. Uh, I don't know if Brendan can find the audio, but I can still hear Sid Crosby yelling, Iggy! Yep. Yep. To get that puck in, in two, Vancouver in 2010 yep. that scored the golden goal, the yep. second greatest goal maybe in Canadian hockey history there, uh, was born by Jerome McGinley. Taking a puck out of the corner, feeding the right guy, and quick, it's in the net. Quick pass, boom, in on that. Yeah. So the problem with this right now, Spec, is we're both we both love Jerome McGinley. So this makes What's for really to, bad radio. Love. Hey, let me tell you one more story. So I knew I knew uh, Rick Schuchard again, and uh, a long-time Edmontonians would know Rick. He ran the Sunburst League, Bob. He was okay. the president of Sunburst. And you were a decent baseball player. I pl- pitched in the Sunburst League for six or seven years. And when we were kids, when I'm so now I'm 20, and Rick would be on the PA and he would announce the batters and things like that. And before the game, when we were warming up, there was a little kid with an afro running around. He'd come with Rick, run around the bases, and we'd toss balls with him and stuff. And Rick would brag about his grandson and how he's the best hockey player and the best baseball player in St. Albert. And we would all look at Rick and we'd say, Ah, Rick, come on, you're just a proud grandpa. Well, turned out to be that he was the best <laughs> hockey player in St. Albert. It was Jerome McGinley. So, Let's fast forward now. Now Jerome is an NHL player. He's 23 years old. He's playing for the Calgary Flames. Yeah. Comes through town. And I don't know him very well. I know who he is. Of course, he doesn't know me barely at all. But you know what he knew, Bob? He knew that I was a friend of his grandpa. And when I walked in the room, Jerome McGinley would make a point to stand up, come over, and shake my hand and say, How are you, Mr. Spectre? I said, Call me Mark. How are you, Mark? And not because I'm something special or I'm a great guy, because he's respectful, because his grandpa would have wanted it that way. Yeah. And that's the kind of NHL player, that's the kind of son you want to raise right there. So Texas at 630-630 on our West Lock Ford text line. Uh, of all of the players of the Oilers' rivals, yeah, who do you wish had played for Edmonton? Because for question. me, number one yeah. is the best player that ever played for Calgary, Jerome McGinley. Lanny McDonald, for me, might have been the second-best Flames player. Like he was a pretty good player throughout a lot of the 1980s. Yeah. Right? But you know I, who else was one of the good Flames player that goes unnoticed, uh, unnoticed was Amika Kiprasov. Yeah. was a killer good goaltender for a long time. I know, time. but that was in the dead puck era. And, I know, yeah, I know, but right. he was good. But he was good. So, you know, was Jerome, as good as Iggy. Was Jerome McGinley of the Oilers' rivals? Was that the player that you wished played for Edmonton? Because for me, good question. that was the guy. Good question. Hey, can we hear a little Iggy here or what? You got it? No, we don't have it. All right. <laughs> it's it's very hard to find Olympic stuff on right. the internet. Yeah, so it it, thank you, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. true. Uh, Trevor Linden, is that a coup d'etat, a power situation, mm. power struggle in Vancouver? What's going on there? Well... I wouldn't frame it as a power struggle because it's got something to do with ownership and there's no question who's got the power. The owner owns the team. He's got the power. Uh, but there's something strange going on, right? Is that fair? They All of us, you know, uh, our Edmonton listeners should know this, but in case you don't, Trevor Linden is their version of Wayne Gretzky in Vancouver, right? He's the greatest Canuck. He's the, the you know, now maybe Hank and Danny are going to take that over one day, but he's the celebrated former Canuck who's the conscience of the team. Everyone in town loves the guy. So for the team and him to part ways abruptly in the summertime with no press conference and no one's really saying much or anything, 
something's happening here, yeah. man. It, it shouldn't happen that way. I'm not sure why, but I'd be looking for what. Yeah, we got a lot of time for the Benning family. Elmer sure. Benning, longtime scout. I oh, mean, of course, right? Because they're such good people. They're Paul. good people, right? That's why. So, uh, and I, I'm a little bit worried when I see that Dean Lombardi maybe parachuted into Vancouver, because to me, he goes yep. above. He goes above Jim Benning in that oh, scenario, right? All Jim Benning's done. And you know what Jim Benning's, like, let's speak honestly, the biggest issue Jim Benning has is when they put him in front of the camera at a press conference, some people don't like the corporate look. They don't feel he suits that suit and tie. He's still thing. fairly available in Vancouver, which this, is important for the manager role. I think that they also pay him to stock the cupboards. This was an organization that Mike Gillis, when he was GM, went five or six years without drafting anybody. Right. Benning inherited the... You think the cupboards were empty at Edmonton for a while? Vancouver was ten times worse. All he's done is find Brock Besser, right? Bo Horvat. Uh, they've got Thatcher Demko getting ready to start playing here soon. They've got a bunch of guys coming. Uh, like, they're uh, big on Pedersen. Pedersen looks like a really good player. Right. Uh, they just drafted Quinn Hughes, supposed to be an excellent. I think Jim Benning has done textbook what he should be doing there and done a great job at it. Why is anyone questioning? Well, Jim Benning did in Vancouver. This show is called Oilers Now. Star for Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing. Fridays and Saturdays at Northlands Park. Uh, just before we uh, go to break and come back with some thoughts on Tom McClellan's comments yesterday, this text, and this, I'm telling you, this text has nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Sunburst Glenn says, Hey, Spec, it must have seemed like we were all on steroids hitting dingers off you when you pitched to us in the Sunburst League. <laughs> that <laughs> one, well done, Glenn. You've tied it all in there. 119 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, Pro-Am Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a Pro-Am Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We got seven minutes left with Mark Spector, Stoffer, Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. All right, Spec, uh, Todd McClellan, as part of your event uh, yesterday, did his annual midsummer uh, media availability, mm-hmm. uh, hit on a lot of different things. Um, for one, talked a bit about the fact that maybe the team was overcoached last year. This, to me, is a sign of a coach that's decompressed, thought, okay, what yep. what went wrong? And why did we underperform to the level that we did after? And maybe the expectations were unrealistic because, again, there had been some trades and the no, change no. in the makeup. No, but no. but he cert- I've gotten a sense from him that he's done a thorough evaluation no, of the sure. work of his own staff and, and, uh, and why certain changes were made moving forward. Well, why did so many players have off years? You know, and I, this doesn't absolve the coaching staff because, frankly, coaches, one of the major responsibilities of theirs is to say, gee, we're a month in and Milan Lucic or Pat Maroon or, or, or Oscar Clefbaum, whomever, isn't performing. We got to figure out why and we got to get them performing, right? The coaches are mechanics in a lot of ways and they did not fix 
many of the vehicles on the Oilers roster last year. Guys who started out having bad years ended off having bad years, and that reflects, A, on the player, but certainly on the coaching staff. Uh, a couple players that were talked about yesterday were Milan Lucic and Yasa Pogliarvi. So I'm going to throw a scenario out at you. If they both get 18-plus goals this year, does this team make the playoffs assuming oh. that Talbot bounces back? Well, yeah, assuming that and assuming that... This, this, and that. And that's this, the problem. This, and this, and this. And it's not one thing. And it, it makes for things. great radio because yeah. you could talk about so many different sure. things. But, so uh, let's talk about Lucic first. Yeah. Because Todd was asked about Lucic yesterday. I think Lucic would be very easy to coach. Yeah. I think the Lucic will absolutely self... Uh, evaluate just as you talked about the coaching staff. I think Lucic has spent the summer looking in the mirror and saying, "Okay, you know, one goal, final forty-six." Well, games. listen, uh, yeah, I think that that Milan Lucic will have spent a lot of time trying to figure out what went bad. Uh, I know uh, here's I don't know everything about Milan Lucic, but I can tell you these things. The people that are listening, a he's very intelligent. He's not a dumb guy, right? At all, he's very smart. Uh, he's, he knows hockey. Like when Milan gives you a statistic, he knows sports, and he knows sports. He's he's knows what he's. He's just a smart guy. Smart people don't just say, "Ah, it's everyone else's fault." Lucic, I'll tell you right now, I'm not saying he's going to get 50 points. I'm not saying that it's all going to be there, but I'm promising you this. Lucic isn't looking around and blaming everybody else here. Lucic looked in the mirror a lot this summer, and I think Bob that this season is everything for Milan Lucic. If it doesn't come back this year, it ain't coming back. I think it will come back to a large degree, and I think there's still a 48, 50-point guy there. Speck, I've talked a lot and put a tweet out on Ryan Smith back in the mid-'90s. and Remember, he got two goals in 48 games. You were like a beat guy from the team, at, I think, at that time, or maybe yep. that just preceded your full-time uh, involvement around the hockey club. Did you see him scoring 39 goals after he had two in 48 games the year before? Nobody did at Edmonton. There's nobody. nobody that believed. There were people at that time, and Smith was 20, that were concerned that, geez, he always... Foot speed. And, huh? Right. Not overly tough. and Should have taken Shane Doan. No, that was the other year. <laughs> that, was, that was the next year. <laughs> that was the year they took, uh, they took Kelly. Bon Senior along <laughs> with Smith. Right. But anyway, you're right. There's, listen, we, we... And I bring this up because of Pugliar, because he did have 12, but he don't like, like Luch. He had a tough final three months. He had just one goal. Yeah, and I think that, that this coaching staff will have a reset on Pugliarvi as well. Yeah. I think that they will feel that, okay, let's see what it is. Let's see what's there. I think that... that the, the the next shoe will drop in terms of, all right, let's see what he's got in the power play. Let's see where that if that one-timer can help us. Let's put him in some positions where we're not sure that he's going to succeed, which is what they've been trying to do so far. I think they're ready to take some risk with Jesse Pugliarvi. Jay has texted, shall we said, uh, Oilers, uh, guys, that, rivals that you wish played for Edmonton. Listen, Jay's hit a couple good ones here. Uh, players I'd rather see in Oilers Silks uh, more than Iggy, Mike Medano and Sergei Zuboff. Oh, boy. Oh Sergei Zubov yeah. was a good player. Yep. Dallas late 90s playoff rival. And then Mike Bossy, Brian Trotche, Dennis Potvin with the Islanders of the 80s. They were rivals of the Oilers, so... Yeah, that's fair. They were those excellent were, players. Those were two. Hall of Famers. And TC has texted the show to say, uh, Bob, if the Oilers go 6-6-2 six, six, and two over their first 14 games... Is that considered a success given how tough their schedule is in October? They got a tough schedule in October. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I sort of look at it under the old adage whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Uh, I think that so they have a tough schedule. They do have a, we, we're all going to agree on this. It's a tough schedule. That's not enough. That's not an excuse. It's a tough early schedule. It's it a actually, tough early schedule. Yeah. And then it settles out. So, so suck it up. 
play well, get your wins, and come out of that first month and look back and say, hey, we just gave ourselves a real good chance to have a hell of a season here. Don't go into that thing going, oh, if we lose, we're dead. And they won't. It's not how pro athletes work. Mark, next Thursday, uh, we will be at the Oil Country Championship. Nice enough for me to tell you it's at the Petroleum Club, so uh, we're doing yes. All right, so... I'm looking forward to it. All right, so thanks for coming in. And uh, Always we'll... a pleasure. Bobby, thanks for playing golf with us yesterday. You bet. Great and, having you. All right, uh, when we come back, uh, we will uh, talk to... A gentleman who is the head coach for the Americans for the upcoming Holinka Gretzky Cup, that's Corey Leyland. Uh, off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell.